Estás escuchando el podcast con más huevos, más huevos que los demás. It's the What Did He Said podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I am your host, Chingo Blingo, with the Big Tamarindo, broadcasting live from Houston, Texas. Today we have my homie. I actually was in a film of his, director, writer, producer, Christian Sesma. He's based out of the Palm Springs area by way of L.A. He has made 12 feature films in a matter of 10 years. That is very amazing and impressive. And he was inspired by cats like Robert Rodriguez. You know, get it done. Figure out a way to learn all the different aspects of making films. And I respect that, man. We had a good conversation. You know, welcoming him. Welcoming him to the H-Town. He was out here for a few days. Uh, But right now, I want to give you all some of my tour dates that we have. We want to leak some of these out of the bag. These are 2018 tour dates. If you are in Tempe... We're going to be at the Tempe Improv. Shout out to all my 602, all my Phoenix plugs and connects. I will see you out there, man, February 2nd and 3rd. That's a Friday and a Saturday. Uh, I I don't know if the I think the tickets will be live. We're going to add all that to my website. You can probably Google it. But uh, that's at the Tempe Improv. Also, shout out to the California Burritos out there in San Diego. We're going to be in the Dago, March 29th through the 31st that's at the american comedy club downtown also atlanta georgia march 18th i I believe that's at the uh, atlanta comedy theater march 18th and we even have denver in august but i'm getting ahead of myself this is all 2018 y'all so we're working on the dates we're going to present them all We're going to unveil it. We're going to roll out the tour for 2018. But right now it's podcast time. And I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by TheCancunLife.com. That is my clothing line, man. That's my merch right there. It's family-owned, independent, Texas-based, you know, screen-printed right here in the H. Um, Shout-out to our embroidery guy. He does all our Fedia hats. He's out there in L.A. But uh, if you go to TheCancunLife.com, they're sponsoring this episode. You can get you some Feria Team beanies, some snapbacks, you know, some some hara, uh, some some hoodies with the sarape on it, you know, coffee mugs with like a concha or marranito or a coffee mug that says the metal chingon, some earrings that are in the shape of the pan dulce concha and, and, and the little tamal ones that look, they look a little uncircumcised, but don't worry about how some of these earrings look. All right, there's t-shirts on there, just a bunch of cool shit, man, some fly-ass shit you can wear to the show, wear it to the mall, I don't give a damn, wear it to the gym, wear it to cut grass, I mean, me vale madre. El podcast más chingón, puras entrevistas machine. Shout out to Jaimito. I'm gonna hold it like this. You gotta get... We're gonna hold the real pinky up right now. <laughs> hey, that's, this is the What Did He Said motherfucking podcast. And we have the most technical difficulties. I, I, we have like 10 microphones in this room. These are the two we're testing out. Uh, I think we should put an email out right now. Touring at gmail. We're looking for videographers, photographers. If you, if you can help produce this podcast. Uh, brainstormers, writers, all that. Right now I'm sitting down with writer, producer, director, and motherfucking used to be an MC, <laughs> Christian Sesma. What so, is up? Welcome to Houston, man. Hey, it's, I'm loving H-Town, man. Uh, I, I probably gained five pounds in like 24 hours. So <laughs> so when you, your first impression of Houston, because you're from Palm Springs, Flat. LA. 
You're just like, there's no hills, no mountains. There's not a goddamn roll. No, it's, no. it's, no, it's nice. It's really nice. It's uh, nice. It's beautiful. Any culture shock where you're just like, what no, the hell are you these fajitas? You, you know what a culture shock is like? You know what it is? Is you forget how, how widespread we are, man. You forget that. We're, it's not just L.A. Like, we're out of the bubble. Dog, Mexicans everywhere. You, you, I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This feels like home. Speaking Spanish to yeah. everybody. I'm like, all right, cool. Have you been to Chicago? I have not. Okay. The ones, same thing, though, right? I hear this the same thing. It's a ton, a ton, a ton of uh, Hispanics, Mexicans, uh, Salvadorians, uh, deep everywhere. Um, we roll deep, they don't even know. Everywhere, man. Latinos everywhere. Um, so it felt like home. It felt like home. Just different cooking. So you had nymphas. I had nymphas. I had killings. So that killing, man. What'd you think about Ken's barbecue? They had a rib the size of, you know, some John Holmes ribs right there. <laughs> you busted out they, the ruler on They had some John Holmes ribs, and I was like, yo, I can fucks with this. You know what I'm saying? Come Woo! down to Texas. Y'all trying to get that. That's why I get it. They're like, everything's bigger in Texas. That's what they say, right? You already know. So, I, so um, I was like, whoa. So I, have, I, I haven't seen you. How been a couple long? years. Like a couple years. A couple years. It was probably like in LA. Yep. And um, uh, I had a fun learning experience working with you on the night crew. Yeah. It's available because I know it was on Redbox. It was on the yeah, bootleg sites. Man, it was all over the bootleg sites, man. Like it came out, it dropped. And this is one of those things where you, like for me, night, night Crew, there was two movies at the same time that came out Night Crew and AWOL. AWOL is the one I did with RZA and some other shit, right? Uh -huh. So. I, no joke, real story. For me, this was one of those like landmark moments. I was chilling, and my homie, like so dude, I used to do dirt with back in the day. Uh oh, right? He's like, uh -oh. hey, Wait, homie. Uh, but he's oh. like, you know, he's like sixty, like sixty old veteran. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, what's up, eh? Like, uh, hey, I was in the hood. I saw. I was. I the paletero had. You know, that's where I get my bootlegs. And dog, it's right there. You did it. I, and I was like, hell yeah! Everybody's like, oh no, fuck it. I'm like, nah. Yeah, I, I I mean, I don't support that shit, but at least that is a moment where you're like, okay, you've gone, you've for, widespread enough. For people like us. To go. People, yeah, for yeah. people like us, um, for sure. That's like how we check our temperature. Like, it, it would be a shame if the Palatero didn't have a copy Dog. of our shit. It was fucking funny. So he's like, and then he's, I'm like, snap me a picture. He goes, no, 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 I don't want to get in trouble. I'm like, no, no, I'm going to represent that shit. You're like, I'm it's my up. movie, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm, all, right, I'm the one giving up five cents on it. So it was, it was funny. So it was one of those things where you're like, all right. So it was out everywhere. It was out everywhere. And then, like, uh, it's one of those things where I still think it's going to come out, like, on Netflix one day soon. I mean, it's represented by a big company. So I think it'll still come out on Netflix soon. It's just one, it's like, it's the one, man, first of all, I think it's a sick-ass flick. It's uh -huh. fun, super fun. Yeah. It's a super fun, bang-bang, shoot em up crazy action movie. I, I got to slap the lead, what was his name again? The lead guy, the hero? Luke. I, I Luke got to Gus. slap Luke yeah. and uh, Christian, because we were doing a scene, <laughs> Christian was like, hey, man, you got to kind of know how to fake it, man, like, go easy on the guy. Yeah. I was like, well, he told me, man, make it real, like, <laughs> I, I need to react, yeah, like, I'll I need to feel it. Beat slap. Because he was, um... He was hyping himself oh, up. Yeah, it was yeah. a scene where he had to be like tied up in a chair. Yeah. But I had, I had a lot of fun, man. I remember um, seeing all like the, the invasion, the motorcycles. Yeah. The motorcycle scene. It was tight. Um, when you guys were sticking a dude's head in the, in the fish tank to yep. get the shot as if you were sticking. Yeah, were like you were drowning drown him. him. Yeah. Like a drown torture. Yeah. All these little tricks, man. No, it, that, that movie, man, it's like there is a shit ton of action in that movie for an independent film. 
How many cigarettes did I have to smoke? Were those real? <laughs> yeah. No, those are like those fake ones, right? I don't know. They're a lot. You were smoking. You did a great job in that movie, dude. For a comedian. No, you did a great job. But you know, if you, if you realize, man, do the fucking math. The best dramatic actors were once comedians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a thin line. Uh, there's a, you there's know a what thin mean? line. Like, you know, Jim Carrey attempted to do some serious shit. I like his Jamie serious Fox shit. Jamie Foxx does great Jamie serious Fox, shit. Tom Hanks, Robin Williams. Will Smith will play both. Like, right. But I mean, they started off as straight comics. Yeah, uh, Robin yeah. Williams did his thing on Good Will. No, Hunter dude, you're good, dude. Thing. It was good. I was like, you did a good job. So I think I learned more than anything that I, I should stick to comedy. And well, it's funny. It's like, it was <laughs> funny. People go, yo, how's Chingo? I'm like, he was cool. He's like, oh, was he just cracking jokes on something? Well, actually, no, man. I he, said, that motherfucker was like knee deep in books. He was like, overthinking you the were, acting. You were like, but no, but you took that shit seriously as well as you should. Everybody should take it. Like, everybody should take whatever they're trying to do seriously. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Period. No Rehearsal. matter what it is. Whatever you're trying to do in life, take that shit you, you seriously. You hear that, rappers? Christian says I talking to y'all. Take that <laughs> shit Take the craft seriously. Work on your live show. Rehearse. Right. Edit, edit your set. Edit you know your I mean? set. Watch tape. Hey, I know that. I did a show or two back in the day. Yeah, tell us about this you used to rap. Well, it's funny. Rumor. people. It's not a rumor. It's totally true. Back were, in the day. They were going to go back to the, you used to do dirt. Uh, thing you just threw in there. Right. <laughs> People don't know that. that. People think it's just like, oh, he's just some like fucking douchey, geeky Hollywood director guy. I'm like, now. You but, said that. No one else has but, ever said that. You know, like, <laughs> but they forget that, you know, we we're, we used to do mad dirt when we were kids. And not he, even kids, teenagers. Yeah, he's speaking for himself. This is right. A, this is Christian just me. Session. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're recording. We're good. We're good. Sim Keep cards going. are correct. So, yes. Only thing we got to worry about now is batteries. But we good. Battery. That, hey, the Zooms hit. They suck batteries like crazy. Yeah, I think Sol might have to uh, ask Joseph where, like, the double A's and everything is here. Joseph! Where'd Joe at? Yeah. So, uh, so tell us about your, your rap. We were dropping rap fifth four B's on them back in the day. Dropping them fifth four B's on them. <laughs> hey, clean version. I was like, wait, what? Oh, that's where we at? Dropping them gentrified B's. Right, exactly. So, no, it was in high school, man, MC, blah, 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 did that. I did a show or two with Kid Frost and Cypress Hill back in the day, and wow. uh, it was fun. We were it was a big deal. But then uh, I got uh, fun, little known fact: I got I got clean and stuff like that. And so the dude that was doing my producing was also uh, not a good uh, influence in my life. Clean in terms of clean and sober, yeah. Like what? what True story. Want to say what you? Now I was doing. I was doing. I was tweaked out, doing dope, everything. Real story. True story. True story, man. Turn my well, shit around. And then you got, you got, now you're getting us. Now we're here. Now you're getting us hooked to this dope, dope visuals. That's it, dude. These movies. You know what I mean? So how many films you have in production right now? We have three product, three stuff in the, pro I have a, a movie with Mickey Rourke, Mia Servino, James Woods, uh, Rampage Jackson, and we're shooting that in Baton Rouge next month. Okay. So we'll be there. And then after that, we're doing um, a Netflix original movie. Supposedly, uh, hopefully, first quarter, like second quarter, like it's spring, and that'll be in Durango. We're going shot in Mexico, straight up Mexico, bro. Shout out to and the motherland. Straight up, it's gonna be William Levy in there, Kate de Castillo, and a bunch of like up and coming Mexican stars and stuff like that. And it's gonna be all Spanish. Basically, it's like a narcos western, dog. Nice. And I've been trying to do that. RZA will be doing the soundtrack on nice. that. And we've been pumped on that. So me and him are trying to do some clan. shit. Oh uh -huh. man, I mean that's. That's, that's the OG. That's, he's the, that's he's the master. RZA, to me, like, production-wise, he, he's like the Dr. Dre of the East, in a way. Oh, no doubt. <clears throat> um, just that whole gritty New York 
sound. Yeah. yeah. And then if even even like so many artists that have that have come from that that uh, crew, like ODB. Yeah. It's like some just some of ODB stuff alone is insane. Some of Raekwon stuff alone is insane. Ghostface yep. alone, yep. Method Man alone. And he owns all that. He produced all that. Produced all that shit. Yeah. And then and then he works a lot with Tarantino as well. Yeah, so he does a lot of soundtracks. A lot. A bunch. So he, and he's directing a lot. He's doing a lot of him. He's shooting a movie in New Orleans right now. Does he score movies yeah. as well? Yeah, he does. So Crazy. he's he's doing Riz is doing his thing. I mean, Riz is a fucking genius, straight up. Awesome. Good dude. Really good dude. So, question. Uh, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. Kate, yes. del, Kate del Castillo, does she have to roll around with roll around with a bunch of security or a bodyguard? Nope. She just doesn't, she don't she's do that. A, hey. She's a gangster. Thug. I, you know, when I, when I met up with her, I was like, wow, she's just rolling up to the, where we had, where we met and stuff like that. It was at the, her, her agency, my agency and stuff like that. Which is? CAA. Okay. So, we're all up in there and. And CAA reps everybody, but, but yeah, keep yeah, going. They're, they're, that's it. They're, they're the spot. So we just, man, she was chilling, but she was talking about, you know, she can't go back to Mexico or nothing like that. I mean, but she's... Because she, she called out the government. She called out bro, the she, president. She, the political parties. Man. Like, she, that's super, out. super gangster because... She and she gave zero fucks. And, and I, I wonder um, if, like, the people... I'm pretty sure. I, I've never just asked anybody from Mexico this question personally, yeah. but I'm willing to assume that um, that like the bottom, the hood, the people recognize what she did. No, it's definitely. like it was like David throwing that rock at Goliath. Yeah, and really, just saying it is so powerful. Yeah. Calling out the government. Yeah, she called them out. She. I don't know if, you, if everybody listening. Um, check out. Kate's documentary. Uh, yeah, my day with El Chapo. Yeah, how I met it's El on Chapo Netflix, yeah. or something how like I met that. Chapo, yeah. I think it's like a four or five part docu. Yeah, and they're doing. She's doing the sequel. Crazy. So they're doing another. Netflix wants another one, and she had that juice. She's like, "All right, I'm gonna go meet up with him in jail, straight up." It's like that's crazy. Wait, has she gone to meet with him in jail? I don't know, but I'm saying like that's like she got that kind of juice. It's like uh-huh. if, she, if they want to do another one, she got the direct line probably. You know what I mean? Unless he's salty, like uh, I don't think I think he's a fan. Oh, okay. I think Still, that's what's up, yeah. Even though, like, man, no. after you came to my house, check this out, Kate. After <laughs> you came to my house, the feds kicked down the door a couple weeks I think, later. I think, I think he's a fan, man. Pinche se han pen. <laughs> oh, man. Se han pen. Yeah, and the documentary, it, it um, exposed I, I think he's. I think it's probably true. Yeah, because it sounded like he manipulated her and he, like, used her. I think it's probably true. So... Kate, C- keep C- your guard up. K- Kate, keep your guard up, boo boo. That's one girl. I mean, that's just, she's first of all super hot still, still like current, super smart. I mean, she's just trying to do her thing, and she yeah. just didn't give a fuck, and she just yeah. laid it all out. Super powerful, man. Call out. Yeah. I mean, there's corruption in, in governments everywhere. Everywhere. And Mexico damn near has the textbook down on it. Like oh, they've been doing it just, forever. Like here, yeah, an election might have been rigged or two, a couple, probably all of them. Right. But in Mexico, they're like. Vla- what's blatant. the word? Yeah, blatant. Blatant about it. I was going to say like flagrant. Or some flagrant. Shit. I make it up. She Fuck got it. flagrant elections. And that shit was straight flagrant <laughs> how they did it in Mexico. They were flagrantizing that shit. Man, that shit was flagrant how, yeah. they, how they did it. <laughs> and, and before I forget, shout out to uh, Bokeem Woodbine oh, who kicked the shit out of my leg 
in rehearsals. Spoke, hey, he's a, he, yeah. he cut through the jeans, man, and big ass combat boots. I think they warmed up when that little A team. They they were already warmed up. We were sitting there cold, like we were in position, Bo Keem, waiting. Dude. Bo Keem and them run in with the guns and shit. Uh, and I'm like, hey, dude, he ain't say action. We gotta make it real, pimping. Pow, <laughs> threw me on the ground, dust in my face. All right, rehearsal. I think we're good on rehearsal. I'm like, wait, I need makeup again now. Oh my god, dude, I forgot, bro. I, we call him Bro Keem, and that he's another he's another good homie, man. Bro Keem, I, he's he's blowing up hard. And man. and I, was, I think it was on YouTube. I saw his story on how he got in yeah. to the game, like a random audition in yeah. New York for some like Spike Lee movie. Or yeah, something. dude, he killed on Forrest Whitaker, I think. Yeah, he killed it on Fargo. He killed it on Spider Man. He's doing he's doing good. Bro Keem's doing real good. <laughs> bro Keem. Bro, bro Keem would He stays him. busy. He stays real busy now. He was in the Tupac video. Babe, do you know who I'm talking about? He was in the uh, I Ain't Mad At You video. He was like the guy in the tux that was like crying, looking up to heaven. Like he was in the real world. Yeah, yeah. So bro I, had, Keem, a, bro Keem's I had a little action scene, you know, yeah. with Bo Keem. And I had to, I had to turn into a, like a fan, like on set. Yeah, yeah. I hey, was like, hey, Bo Keem. Yeah. yeah, I was like, hey, I man, know. I need a photo, dude. I know we're working now. No, I'm but the cool thing is, look, I mean, what I found out is all these guys that I grew up with and stuff like that, and all of a sudden, I mean, they're really, everybody's super cool. Yeah, I mean, they understand what they've done, and for them, they're like the true actors are like, yo, I'm just worried about the next paycheck. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Stay like, working. Worry about stay the craft. Working, stay working. Yeah. Like, everybody asks me, it's like, which one's the fucking biggest douchebag you ever come across? And I go, luckily, I haven't come across one yet. Otherwise, you wouldn't work with him. I just wouldn't. Yeah. It's just not worth it, man. Plus, you call you, you, you dictate like you call your shots. You dictate like your crew and your team and who you want to work with. Yeah, all the time, all the time. So I'm lucky. I'm I'm fortunate that way for sure, that I get to just do that. You know what I mean? When are you gonna shoot a movie in Houston? Man, that's why. <laughs> that's why we're here. That's why we're trying to hook up with Chingo and do some dope fucking badass H Town shit. Yeah. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Like well, I think I think Houston will be a great spot. Yeah. I've I've been like just driving around and stuff like that, seeing some great locations. The city's great. The There's a lot of art, a lot of graffiti. I've seen that. I saw some great pieces on the way up. Where if you're down, because I used to, this. you know, I used to throw up a thing or two. Oh yeah, man, I'm telling you, there's a different past, dog. <laughs> I'll, man, I'll, I'm here. Somebody asked her like, "Wait, did you do graffiti?" Yup, I used to. Man, we tagged. Man, we were. <laughs> Have you seen the the be someone bridge? No. Have you heard about it? No. Okay, so one of the. One of like the the tags that grew a life of its own. Yeah, it, it's a an artist from here. He calls himself Be Someone. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, and all the other we had him on the podcast. Yeah, so a lot of other graffiti artists were like, that, that name's too long. That that that's you're breaking the rules. Anyway, he painted it on this difficult spot where like trains go by. No shit. And it's one of the busiest freeways like near downtown. Yeah. And so that little picture of like the city skyline and then the Be Someone. It's, it, he has to go and touch it up so um, every so often. They did like an LED mapping thing to no where shit. it was lighting up. It's what? become part of the identity wow. of the city, basically. Wow. And there's a lot of there's a handful of other um, like influential like graffiti dudes that do like murals. And, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, Donkey Boy and uh, Gonzo. There, there's a handful. But uh, yeah, with I, that, I, I did that notice bridge, that. There's a lot of shirts. I, People get the tattoo. No shit. I I had noticed that. I was like, man, those are some real pieces. Some real pieces. You know what I mean? So it was really good. I'm like, there's some great artists. I've seen that on just around town. I was like, just I'll, I'll still notice it. I mean, like, I'm never above that shit. I'm like, oh, that's dope. And, you and know I'm I mean? and I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna say it again. Congrats to my Houston Astros. Houston Astros beat the shit <laughs> out of the Dodgers 
and all my friends in LA crying. Yeah, shout out to Jerry Garcia, man. He he was a little upset. Shout out to Jerry Garcia. I love yeah. his ice cream. <laughs> no, my buddy Jerry, he, he's a huge Dodgers fan, and yeah. we had a, we had a friendly wager. <laughs> but but you know Houston's been in the spotlight, and um, I think now man, big deal. I ever like I was in, like in the radio, we're in the car, and they had some remix, and they had like highlights from the game. I was like, what's this? Promotion. <laughs> it was like, what's Congratulations this? Congratulations. Yeah, to no, our there Houston was Astros. it was like some th- some. I don't even know who the, the artist is. It's like that thunder, hit the thunder. And they like they're remixing like, and so and so hits the home run, and they're like re- they did a whole Astros remix of that yeah. shit. I was like, it's a big deal. It's a very big. It's deal. a big deal. And, and the Uber driver yesterday, uh, he was like, you know, where's he from? Where's the Uber driver? He's from here. He's from here. But he was like, he was like, um, how did he say? It? He was like, you know, Harvey hit us hard. It knocked us down, but the Astros were played Houston strong. Yeah. And we Houston strong, yeah. and that's what it is, because that's yeah. how they played. No, and, it's and dope. they 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 resuscitated us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Probably no, it's probably it revived us. I mean, just in terms of like, you know, pride, yeah. pride and identity, and everybody has their Astros hat. You yeah, know I've seen I mean? that. Everybody, people are on one. Even if a lot of them are bandwagon, it's okay. It's about you know the city. Yeah, yeah no, it's, I was yeah. hopping the plane here, and every like half the people here had Astros shit on. Yeah, I was like, wow. Fourth largest. So yeah, man, for sure. When you, when you, yeah, I was yeah, rocking, you were rocking it. So when you're done filming in Louisiana and yeah. all these other movies, come down to Houston. You've also filmed in uh, other countries as well. Yeah, yeah. The countries? last so the movie, the last movie that we did, the big one was called. It's called Vigilante Diaries. It's on HBO right now. If you go have HBO Go, HBO streaming, you can check it out. Vigilante Diaries. Vigilante on HBO. Diaries. It's a crazy Stream fun, bang bang, shoot 'em up like. Kill Bill meets Mission Impossible style movie. Nice. Um, I think it's the biggest independent action movie like that's been done in a long time. Like, man, we shot four different countries, huge shootouts, car chases, explosions, blah blah blah. I mean, it was a it's a big, big, big movie. That's a hell of a budget. Yeah, it's and it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Really, bro, we're Latino. We do what we do. Y'all we went do. to all them countries and Duh, shot. We went. Shot we did. Scenes. We did L. A. We flew and we shot three uh, two weeks in Armenia. Oh, wow. So we were there. We went over and hopped over. We shot like a few days in London. We shot a, a day or two in Scotland. He's like, went back to Armenia, found me a Kim K, hey, went to Scotland. You know what? <laughs> it, hey, I thought I was going to clean up in Armenia. Nah. Nothing? Nope. Nah. They were like, nah. I'm, I'll pass. And I was there like, I'm like, well, you know, I'm Mexican. They like, it's kind of, you know, there's, there's some similar, you know, they're going to be like, all right, nope. They like they kind of look like Latinas a little bit. Nada. They do, but hey, they were the it was <laughs> like the we were like, no, nah, I'm not gonna offend my Armenian homies because like we're an, an official Armenians. Bless you, we're our official Armenians. Like we're honorary Armenians because we like we man we took over their capital city, man. Wow, we took it over. How's the food out there? Uh, probably some of the best we have ever had ever. The food's amazing. It's all like. Without getting all stupid douchey, it's all like organic. There's uh-huh. no chemicals. There's nothing. Farm to table. As hey, we wait. We went to this spot, and I swear to God, they killed the goat in the back thing, and then brought it out because we waited for like three hours for that fucking food. Yeah, they probably did. Man. They probably did. It was amazing though. Yeah, fresh. But it was amazing. It was, a, it was an amazing time, and for me, I'm fortunate enough to be able to work with some of my best friends. You know, like my producing partners and writing guys and the actors and stuff like that. We had a great time, so we're fortunate to do that. And I see you, 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 um, 
you work with the same cats over and over yeah. again. Like when you were showing me your concept for this other film, yeah, I saw that Paul Sloan. So Paul Sloan, yeah, Paul's. I was Paul's, like, oh, I know. There's Paul. He was in yeah. Night Crew. Uh -huh. Yeah. But so Paul and I write a bunch of stuff together. You know, we we tries to start a bunch of stuff. You know, things like that. So, uh, yeah, I I believe in that. Like same same way. You know, people don't realize that. Man, I got my start because of uh, completely and totally inspired by Robert Rodriguez. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's the man. That's that's it. I read his book, and I said, I can do that. Yes. That's nothing else different. I had no Pure formal training. creativity. No formal like training. Self-taught. I'm 100% self-taught. So you read the one where he I made read Rebel Without Mariachi. a Crew. Yeah. Yep. I read Rebel Without a Crew, and then I used to watch his like uh, behind-the-scenes videos and things like that, like... Hey, here's a tip. Like I said, fucking Spy Kids, they would have like a behind-the-scenes shit. You know what I mean? Like whatever, Desperado. I, all, they all had his little like ten-minute film schools, and I used to watch those, and I got inspired. I go, yeah, I think I could do a short film. And I'm like, Have you visited his studios? No. Okay. Never been to Austin. It, so Robert, what's up, man? Dude, I, I got to meet Robert, and I got to get um, Troublemaker. Uh, uh, um, yes, I, I made. I went to Troublemaker Studios. I got a tour. Yeah. I got to see like. From there, digitally printing masks and props yeah. to uh, the digital graphic CGI department yeah. to their giant green screen room to the props warehouse. And it's a bunch of warehouses, and you just go in golf carts or vans. Yeah, yeah. And um, every prop, every, like, dinosaur leg, whatever he used, like little baby spaceship for spy kids, right. all that was stored. And then he had a, a wardrobe warehouse where they said uh, <clears throat> when the actors arrived, that's where they first go. They get yeah. fitted and stuff. Yeah. And it looks like a, a crazy giant thrift store, like a Western, Soldier, right, Zombie, right. Post-Apocalyptic, da-da-da-da-da, oh, yeah. Southern Bell, all these little departments. And then they were making shit, too. Yeah. So they're back there sewing. Yeah. They're making props. They had a props department. They're making, like, rubber bats, rubber dude, knives. That dude did it. He did exact. He created his own studio. They're hand-painting rubber knives and yeah. shit. Yeah. No, the dude, I mean, that's I came home inspired, dude. Yeah. He doing it exactly the way everybody else did it back in the 30s. He did his own shit. You know what I mean? And that's something for me. I'm from, you know, I'm from Palm Springs, California. Born and raised. That's where I, you know, that's where home is and stuff like that. That's where family's at. Uh, and I live half the time in LA, but Palm Springs is always like the same, like it's the desert. It's Coachella. You ever been yeah. to Coachella? That's Palm Springs. So same kind of thing. So that kind of area, man, we've been trying to do the same thing that, you know, the idea for us would be to eventually do the same thing that Troublemaker did. And, create a studio system out there. You know what in, I mean? In a way, you're, you're already pretty much doing it. Yeah. You're just operating in a, in a little bit different capacity. For sure. Um, but, you know, the game, e even then, even though he gave us the blueprint, the yep. game is constantly oh, evolving. It's changing. So, to give you an example, uh, one of the assignments we had when they had us down there, because we were part of a pitch, uh, they were going to take their, um, their TV... What's this TV network called? Uh, El Rey. El Rey. Yeah. And they're going to do El Rey Digital. Yeah. So they were putting together like a little pitch thing for that. And we all had to make like a little short film. Yeah. I did it all on my cell phone. Yeah. I didn't get to see his reaction or response. But the reason I chose to go that route is to just kind of show like that's how fast the game is game moving. So how, how do you feel about the streaming game? That's the next level. Like, break down your opinion no, like well, when you first it, saw well, it. Well, what happened was, you know, everybody, I remember, because when I first got into this business, I was, like, the I had just, like, Blockbuster, all that shit, just, was just going under. Right? This was 2007, 2008, like, time period. The DVD bubble burst, Blockbuster's out. Uh, Hollywood, I mean, all the, like, all the rental businesses out. And everybody's like, well, it's going to be Netflix now. And I was like, what? 
And then Netflix tries their friggin', you know, like delivery at home business. Remember that? The mail it in. The thing. mail it in thing. And then they just, and then they completely revolutionize the game with streaming. They're like, oh yeah, we can give this to you at home. And then it, that's it. It's over. So once Netflix and everybody else realize that people want to have it's, streaming content, it's like once broadband caught up. Oh, dude. They they basically saw, um, I guess, uh, broadband or wife like Wi-Fi yeah. and just the streaming capabilities in terms of how much data. Like you could stream a movie. Yep. Once they knew that was coming, that's it. They fixed it. They got all their engineers together. Uh, babe, what was that podcast we heard where um, they broke down Netflix? It, they interviewed the lady that used to work for Netflix, and she's the one that came up with the the business model of, hey, we're a team, huh? Yeah, it was, was in a How I Built This. Yeah. It was some NPR podcast, yeah. but I, I read a few things about the guy who. He, he was like a, a little bit of a tech type person. Yeah. And they say the way he came up with the idea is he lost a, a, a movie from Blockbuster, and when he finally found it to return it, he owed like 80 bucks in back <laughs> charges. And he's like, there has to be another way. I remember those days. So then that's when he started kind of like licensing and right. getting these copies yeah. and having the permission to basically run an online rental, yep. like an online Blockbuster with yep. the melon. And then he shifted gears. He pivoted towards hiring engineers to help, help me build out this website where we're now gonna have the files like lo uh, located remotely right. on this other computer. Yep. And people can access it through the, through the fucking broadband. Right. Yeah. The rest is history. Now it's, they're it's kicking every, Amazon too, they're, they're kicking done. people's ass. Like, Completely. I don't, like, uh, uh, like if you look at traditional TV or traditional theater and film, like I guess because we're a little bit insiders, yeah. uh, you're, you're probably a little bit deeper in, in that world than I am. But just from my perspective, I just look at the game crazy. Like, for instance, uh, Disney, Pixar, Coco. Yep. They put out Coco. We were of course, about that last night. Yeah. yeah, of course, Disney was like, wait a minute, Kimfolk, let me put my <laughs> short film first right. so that they can at least Which get a little bit trash. of trash. Yeah, oh, trash ass froze. Trash. Everybody was mad we're at like the, the 20 fuck? minute bullshit. It was long, bro. And it I was like, they're gonna make you sit through this shit. Yeah, you're you gonna just watch. You're gonna remember this is Disney, Disney Channel, yeah. Because even though they partnered with Pixar for Coco, they're like, nah, bitch, we're gonna get yeah, our little it was word trash. In. I was like, what the fuck? I remember my kid was like, the fuck is this, dad? And, and verbatim, she's five. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> we had uh, the way I look at it. Like, if I had to analyze what what was missing or the biggest contrast between Coco and the Frozen short film, to me is Coco had culture as its center. That's a big theme. Yeah. If you look at Frozen, you're just looking at, it's Christmas theme, I get it, it's Christmas theme, it's snow, and it's a snowman. But besides that, I don't know where those princesses are from. Are they from Sweden, Denmark? I don't yeah, know where. It's just Frozen. It's like, it's like Princess some World, yeah. something, Norway. Yeah, it's all the same shit, yeah. So reindeer, moose, and shit. Yeah. So to me, it's like, wait a minute. What I always tell people is, we are the mainstream. Yep. Although it, they try to make it seem like, well, mainstream culture is actually this. But my reminder all the time is when we go into comedy clubs and you see people on the marquee, right. who either the guy that's coming in a week after you or the guy that was there the week before, they might have these major TV credits, right. but they're having to give away tickets, right. buy one, get one. And right. I'm not talking shit, calling anybody out in particular. We're but, not saying names. Yeah, but the beautiful thing is we're coming in grassroots from the underground from another yeah. realm. Yeah. We're using different tools and different 
tapping into different subcultures. And you've been in the game for a minute. And, and my shit has right? always been, yeah, always yeah. Been my shit has always been considered always. niche. It's right. always been considered fringe. Right. It's always <clears throat> been considered novelty. But, like Pimp C says, put our shit on one side of the record store and put something else on the other side. Yeah. And we were proving See ourselves yeah. over and over again. Yep. And, and when you look at these ticket sales, it's the same thing. So my yep. point is, I'm not tooting my horn. My point is that Toot that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, like, what <laughs> the fuck? Toot Man, that shit, You know dog. what? People, other, other motherfuckers have been tooting their shit for fucking Basically, decades, it's dude. a lie. Like, what yeah. we've been told is mainstream yeah. really is a lie. Because there's just so many, like, like, let's just say some Hollywood folk. Some people may not understand why Chip and Joanna Gaines are such stars. They might get it. Obviously, somebody gets it. Right. No. The people on the, um, they're from Waco, Texas, and they're like designers on HGTV. It's a couple, and they flip, flip they out. like help make your dream home from a shitty little shack. Or okay. Whatever. But now they got books. It's they a got, couple. Yeah, it's a couple. Which one? The, the blonde dude? chick? No, she's a brunette. She looks like like Pocahontas a little bit. Yeah. She was in Games. Anyway, they have books and stuff, and, and now they're they're big. Yeah, they're mega huge. But it, that's a kind of a random example. But um. That kind of deals more with like a Texas culture, right? As to like, I guess here's what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is we've always operated from the third coast. This is the third coast. Yeah. Like it's not the Midwest, it's not East, it's not West, but it's major. Like people sleep on. This is the fourth largest city. Yeah. And I, I'm glad that like Doug and Mitu said, you know what, Chingo? I think yeah, we could shoot this Netflix comedy thing anywhere. Right. But it's important to your narrative. It's important to your fans that you can go on stage after this and say, I shot my special in my hometown. I got to drive to work every day. Right. I didn't have to leave my family, go to L.A., yeah. be a fish out of water, because that's just the way we've always done it. Right. And, and um, like, I, you know, I stuck to my guns, and they, they, you know, they were down from day one. Oh, yeah. But um, even in the music business, man, like... I didn't grow up with Sony and Capitol Records up the street where you could just right. m go hand in a demo. Tec but here's the thing. Technically, you would think that, though. And it's not like that. Coming, I live two hours away from L.A., and it's not that easy Yeah, you either. can't get up in there. Like, even... Yeah. But, yeah. No, I For agree. Me, even, even being from Southern California. Even New Yorkers. Yeah. Even, you could be from Harlem. It doesn't mean you're going to meet Lear Cohen yeah. in the elevator at Tower of the Americas in no. freaking Manhattan. It's, it, it's not that easy. But no. my point is... Yeah. I'm grateful that I never had that temptation. I was never, like, that was never even an option. So right. I never got discouraged in terms of if I can't get this CD in the hands of Lear Cohen at the Warner Brothers music right. uh, building, then I just can't get on. Like, we always had no choice but to be right. DIY. No, right. Almost like the Bay Area, like, no, e for sure. too short. And I think, that's, I think that's that kind of, like, the quality and authenticity that eventually they'll pick up on. Mm. You know I mean, because I think I, I do think eventually like certain things will start clicking in for, for people. You know what I mean? So same thing with like, like I said, Vigilante Diaries, right? The, the movie on HBO right now. If I went out and pitched that shit, the same cast, the same everything, same budget, nobody would have given us a fucking dime. No way. They'd be like, this movie's too crazy. There's nobody in it. You don't got fucking Steven Seagal or some bullshit. You know what I mean? Like you don't got this. We can't finance that movie. And, you know, whatever. And so we were like, fuck that. So what happened, the way we did it was we, we did it in increments, man. Like, we were like, 
Because I'm always, I've always, been, <laughs> I've always been the guy that's like, all right, well, how much money we got? All right, like, let's just get this like financier pregnant right quick. Let's just get him in for this much money. Pregnant, man. We use the same. <laughs> Making movies is like literally like sleeping with women like, analogy. It's like it's literally like you're dating. Like, all right, we're gonna court. We're gonna go on like you're dates. Trying to, you're trying to trap your NBA player. Right. We're gonna we're gonna court. We're gonna go on dates. All right. What do you think? We're gonna you know it's like it's the whole it's like the trap date you thing. wanted the Astros. And then quick. once that you know once the money hits the bank, you're like all right, we're sleeping together. We're going at it. You know. Like, so it's yeah, the same we go shit. Together. Yeah. Common law. Them, common law. You gotta get them pregnant. Like how much <laughs> you gonna put in twenty bucks? All right. You're deep, you're deep in twenty bucks now. <laughs> So it's like it's the same shit with movies. Like you're dealing, 100 G's, 100 G's is all we need. All hey, right, good. Like they say, free coochie is the most expensive coochie. All day. She, <laughs> it's going to cost that right. producer a film. You're going to pay for this movie right. one way or another. So it's like, there. boom. How, well, yeah, we, yeah, we, we can put 100,000, 200,000. All right, sweet. Boom. Guess, and, then, and then you realize, you know, once you start getting into it, you know, you, start, you, you, you know that things will cost more money. They're going to be in too deep. They'll be just in too deep, yeah. so you gotta get, you gotta get. Like it looks great, and we're just another hundred thousand short. You gotta hustle short. hard, but you gotta prove it. You gotta, you gotta show and prove the whole thing. So, Vigilante Diaries, we shot like they don't realize the, the version that's on HBO right now is like three versions deep. We shot one movie for like two hundred and fifty grand because that's all we had, right? We did that, and then once they saw how good it was, like producers and shit, they're like, "Oh man, we'll give you another two fifty or whatever to go shoot a new opening and a new ending." Wow. To make it bigger, we're like, okay. So Damn. me and my boys, we got our, we got our sayings that the the month, like every project that goes that goes through, right? We get green lit. If you have to remember, man, we're still fucking kids at heart. You know, what I mean, mm -hmm. we're still playing with toys. We're still making movies, and we're still like, yeah, we kids, still kids it, with cameras. We still keep it real. So me and my cinematographer, me and my or Paul, whatever, like yeah. the moment we step on set, first day. We look at each other and giggle like kids. We're like, they done fucked up and gave us money. Is it you, it's the same cinematographer I, I work AJ, with? AJ, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Long hair? Yeah, yeah. It's my boy. Yeah, he shoots real good. He's a shit. So it's one of those things where they, we go, they done fucked up and gave us money. Let's go. Yeah. So every single time, because you're just like, all right, let's go. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things where it's like, we did one movie, and then they gave us more money to make to improve it. And so it was just, but if we would have said, oh, no, we need this amount of money to make it, we would have never have made it. It got shot down. Never made it. Isn't so, yeah, the Mexican director, yeah, yeah, oh, he's from Mexico, he's Mexico, Mexico, he's Mexican, he's Mexican, Mexican, he's Mexican, yeah, Mexican, Mexican, paisa, yeah, yeah, he is, those guys don't play, then he did the revenue. So, oh, yeah, the revenue. Yeah, that guy's shit. With uh, Leo yeah. and the bear. Bro, huge. Yeah, that huge. was crazy. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying, man. It's about hustling hard and not saying, not getting, no, you know, not taking no for an answer. I would love to be present, like a fly on the wall, when you guys, your writing process, like, like, is, are there index cards for scenes on a cork board? Like, are y'all arranging shit? Do you just come up with your 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 main conflict? Like, the, the main character's desire and like, his obstacles? Honestly, you would fucking... You freestyle it? What do you do? All day. Okay. Like, we are so... I think it's... But your shit is scripted. and obviously Always scripted. Always scripted. But somehow, because I write with Paul all the uh -huh. time, we, we, have our, we have our own process, but... It's good. This we're gonna start getting into the fucking into the actor studio douchey shit right now, but it's one of those things where like I try. First of all, when I'm writing, especially movies, like you're writing movies, right? Like, like every movie's been done. 
every single like like they always say there's only seven stories in the world yeah. or whatever you know uh -huh. there's like there's a revenge story there's mm -hmm. a boy meets girl story love triangle all that shit there's only x amount of stories so when i'm writing all i'm doing is picking which story that is and then you know I, i've all, i've never i've never done a fucking story like boards arcs nothing like that it's always been like i've allowed it to just kind of spill out as i write but but but, it, but do you do any like textbook template things like the catalyst moment never a uh, dark night of the soul i think you probably instinctively do i i, it's, I think it's all i know where my beats are your rhythm i know the, where my beats story. are i know by by page count i'm like all right here i am 30, page, page 35 we break yeah, i have act. all that i mean i know the i know the structure of it all day long and i know which characters need to do this and this that and the other so but i've never i've never mapped it out I think it's always just you just kind of learned it from like being a fan and a student yeah. of the game I think, I think and making movies. You're learning by doing. Every movie is like how many movies have you done? Twelve. Twelve. That's great. Twelve. And this is all in the span of how much time? Uh, probably ten years now. So you did twelve in ten years? Yeah. God, because feature films are a ton of work. Some yeah. people can't even get one off uh, the ground. Yeah, so you have a killer team. Yeah, we, we and were, these are all distributed. These are all, all out. Yeah, like, like last year I did uh, last year for fun, and to pay the bills, uh, I did two movies for like Sci-Fi Channel for fun because I always wanted to fuck around with the VFX like a like an X-Men style thing. So these, yeah. this company was like, "Hey, you want to do this like superpower fucking superhero shit?" I was like, "Yeah." I think I saw that in your director reel. Yeah, that's cool. So if you got, fun. If, if you listener, everybody listening, um, if you Google. It's on YouTube or Vimeo. Yeah, yeah. Or Christian yeah. Sesma director. Or actually, if you go on my Instagram, it's on there. At Seskri. S-E-S-K-R-I. At Seskri. Like, that's, my, my that's reel's on there. All that yeah. shit, yeah. Yeah, your reel is amazing. Uh, there's a lot of shots in there from Night Crew. Yeah, lots of Night Crew. I saw the, um... Vigilantes on there. Bunch shoot of shoot up stuff. All types of shit. Vampire stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just... Superpowers. I'm trying to just go... Like, I'm not saying no to anything. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of stuff that's not on there. That's, like, the most current shit. And even some comedy stuff. Yeah, there too. comedy's fun, man. Yeah, comedy is fun. Dope, man. But it's like being a student of film, man. It's like people don't realize. Like I have a fucking vault in my head of just I've seen like just growing up on movies. I, I need to like anything. I need to like figure out when when you get a free like downtime to to where we can like come together and do some type of like. Just something, even if it's like a short film, a web series, no, we do. a I'm skit, talking, we do a, a music video. We gotta do a series, man. Series are where it's at. Yeah. We do a series, that'll be badass. Shoot it all here in Houston. Barbecue catering all day. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> um, what, what other type of food do you wanna check out while you're in town? You know, I've been I, please. I can tell give me you a the, list of places. Please tell me the Tex Mex difference. I'm trying, that's the fucking okay, mysterious well, shit right um, now. I don't understand. You know what? I know some Tex-Mex historians, like some experts, and they could break down like to what year, to what city, to who invented the fajita. No the, but, hey, but, that's a trippy thing. The fajita thing was a good story. So, that. Yeah, so because um, people don't know, we own a restaurant in Palm Springs. That's right. That's I own, right. dude. I own we own Guacamole's restaurant in Palm Springs. And you get all the tourists, and you get the raza and the paisas. Oh man, like, you kidding me? Like we own that. It's been it's been operation for twenty seven years. It's like a little Baja Fresh style joint. We were doing, we were doing like Baja Fresh and Chipotle style shit before they did it. Well, Chipotle got it from the the guy who started Chipotle. He had a burrito in like the missions area of San Francisco. Yeah, and that's where he got the idea. And then he's from Denver. Yeah, and then he set it up. Yeah, no, to be a little cash cow. Oh, they're they're balling. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, so man, I've been slanging that's burritos. How, that's how my career started. No joke. No joke. I was in the restaurant, man. Like. 
you know, running it. Like after college, I was going to franchise it out with my dad and all that shit. And all of a sudden, I started getting into the movie business. And that place is fucking famous in Palm Springs. And like uh, agents and directors and people would come in from LA and just, I didn't even fucking know. I didn't know these two, these two women who would be there every weekend. One was like the biggest TV director at the time, and the other one was like a huge agent. So they would see me every day working, slinging tacos, dog, uh-huh. and they were like, hey, are uh, you making short films? And I'm like, yeah, I'm trying. It's fun. This oh, they knew. They heard. They heard because they, they were reading the paper or some shit like oh, that because wow. I would get whatever. And they're like, hey, I heard you got in the short film festival. I'm like, yeah, and they would stay quiet. And then I did my first full-length movie, man. I just, we, I did it. I got like, you know, 10, 15,000 bucks from like, I got like five Gs from my aunt, you know, Couple of G's from myself. You, you shot know. A, a feature film yeah. for fifteen grand. Two thousand six. That's what started my whole career. What was the name of that movie? It's called Six Thirty. Six Thirty. Where and is it available? I think it's online. So that's some film can, school shit, man. Right well, that's what, man. I've said this for a, for a minute. And people don't realize that shit. My film school is available to watch, and that's all the mistakes. All the, that's why I've never fucking given a shit about like mistakes. I'm like. Everybody has, like, all these kids that, like, go to film school. You have the luxury of making mistakes in a classroom setting. I never had that. I made all my mistakes. In real life with in real, real money. In real life with real money. And, but, but they all got put out. Yeah, it's all. They it's all, all got distributed. So I've been like, hey, you go out and see how I did it? Watch this. And then after that, I did another one. Watch that. So Like, even, even that's how I treat my Netflix show. Yeah. My Netflix show, even though it's on Netflix, it's like, this is me. As a comedian, right now, two and a half years in right. in the game, yep. and that's that's where my material was at at the time. Yep. Now I got like a whole new yeah. forty minutes, thirty about thirty forty minutes. Now of that's shit. what it is. As artists, you got to keep pushing, man. If you're not an artist that looks back, fucking a year, two years, five years, and go, fuck, man, that sucked. You're not, you know what I mean? Like, not that it sucked, but you go, man, I could have. Like, I look back on that movie. Got to take chances. Yeah, you got six thirty. First movie. I look back on that and go, I could see all the raw shit. You His I mean? first film, fifteen grand 15 in two thousand six. Yep. It's called Six Thirty. You use fifteen thousand. How long? How long is that movie? It's an hour and a half. Hour and a half. And what? Yeah. What did you shoot it on? Fuck these little like Sony cameras, like oh. Sony DVX cameras or something like that. Like that little handheld. Yeah, just like it a was, Sony. Hand, they like call those um, like personal pro. What are they call those? Like consumer pro. Yeah, consumer. Yeah, at the time they like were like Best Buy. Yeah, they like we shot on tape and shit. You know. There was like mini DV tape. Yeah, mini DVs. It was shot on mini DV. Mini DV. Mini DV. And tape. who did all the posts? Like all the. Edit? I did. I did everything. That's what I'm saying, man. Nobody can tell me shit. I did all that so shit. It's so basically now, like it's like you on I the. I wrote, re- direct, edited, scored. It's like dishwasher. Basically, Every, I did everything, dude. Basically, like someone at a restaurant that it. knows every everything. Position. I did everything. So like as I grew, I started. You know, like once I did like my first real, which I consider like my thesis movie called Shoot the Hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like in 2010. That was the first time anybody gave me real money, which was like half a million bucks. And how? And that's a feature film. Yeah, everything's features after that. So after after I did 6:30, I never did a short film again. Cause why? Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, why go back? I'm Artistic, like, I'm trying yeah. to make a fucking. I'm trying to be a movie maker. Make feature films. Feature. So films. let's go back to 6:30 for a minute. 6:30. Okay. Um, Trips me out. Actors. About it. No, no, no. To yeah. me, that's where all the. I I always pay attention to um, like like for instance, even losses. I like to focus on oh, losses no, dog, absolutely. sometimes. Dude, I look at that movie, I go, the vibe, everything, the, the core, it was raw and it was dope. Yeah. I look at that and I look at my second movie that I did, I prefer the first one. Some, yeah, sometimes the hunger. Yeah, it was, the, it was raw. Creativity. So, so when I went back and did my third movie, Shoot the Hero, I reverted back to that core style, my, you know, my vibe, all that shit. And now I've kept it and that's who I am. It's all your taste and everything. Yeah. And that's, 
So it's 6.30, casting. Yeah. Who, who, who are the actors in this? Man, I can't, this, this 6.30 is about a story about, now I was inspired because we're running the restaurant, man. Like we said, like at the restaurant, it was next to Palm Springs High. You have all these little rich white kids going through there eating fucking burritos and shit every day and blah, blah, blah. They have a and I'll be like, oh, look at all these fucking, you know, these kids. And they're cool kids. But I was just like, you know, like what would what the story if these kids get fucking caught up in dope and they end up in fucking TJ? And get you know, and, and end up in all types of shit, and how they come across back the border. And that was a story. A story about this kid. They take off on like senior ditch day to the beach, end up trying to score dope, and end up fucking crossing and going to TJ, to Tijuana, and fucking getting into like all types of mess. Uh-huh. You know, and then they had to kind of get back across the border, like safe and sound. So you, these weren't like professional actors. Fuck no, man. We, but I but I treated it professionally. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like I held a casting uh, auditions, like we did. A full casting call. We did everything. We had wardrobe, man. Like it, it's funny, man. Even like one of the big wardrobe guys who did help me out was local guy. He's now he's blown the fuck up, and he's my homie. Uh, he does. His, his name is Michael Costello. He does a bunch of like. He's a huge fashion designer now. He's another like huge guy that came out of Palm Springs. But at the time, we were all just trying to do shit. You know, he did costume. We got everybody together. You know what I'm saying? So let me ask you this. Um, so there you were with an idea for a film. You had a script. Script. You yep. had 15k to make it happen. Yep. And how, how did you go about getting the knowledge of knowing? All right, I pro- I'm probably gonna need a sound guy. Yeah. I may need a lighting guy or two. Like, yeah. how did you know about? I think the I, I watched. I watched enough behind the scenes shit. I mean, I really didn't study it too much. Like I, like I said, I did a couple of short films. I understood what was lacking. You're like, oh fuck, you need a real sound guy. You need a real lighting guy. You need a real this. And you know what I mean? It was still, but it, at the time, man, like it was like I did it all. I wrote it, directed it, produced it, edited it, scored it, sound designed it. Edited it. Edited it. All that shit. Did everything, everything fool. man. Everything. <laughs> and I did the second movie the same way. And even to, to this day, you're producer, writer, director. Yeah, always, yeah. So I'm like Prince like, and shit. Like, you, you play the drums. You like Steve Wonder. Shit. You hop on the keys. I try not to produce as much anymore. Well, us, us too. Yeah, right. we wear a lot of hats, too. But you got to, Again, though. Chingo Bling Touring at Gmail. Yeah. If you if you a fucking dope photographer, if you're hungry, like real talk, if you're listening, um, if you're hungry and you have a desire to like learn, and you you, cause here's my thing, man. Sometimes these millennials. Oh what? They, sometimes some... millennials, man, they're entitled and shit, and they just sometimes. don't really have the drive. Sometimes. You know. I just um. Actually you want to scoot over here, baby, so they can hear you a little bit. so entitled. What? Entitlement? Yeah. And so now we give them prizes even when they're losing because heaven forbid their feelings get hurt, but technically all you're teaching them to do is expect a ribbon. Well, isn't that good? The soccer, like everybody gets a trophy, guys. Right, but you're not doing them anything. And what you're making them do is actually feel bad, if anything, because you're making them feel like, shit, I'm the last person. They're giving me that pity. Right. Reward. Yeah. And so then I they agree. say, then it turns into self-esteem issues, oh, but then yeah. they turn into drugs, and they turn yeah. into this and to that, thing. you know? It's like you can learn a lot from losing, and, and it's like we don't allow them to fall, get hurt. It's like every, every, Bro, all, there's to. no hard edges. Everything is like nerf, ball, corner. Yeah, Everything's true. protected. Like we don't have to hunt for food. We ain't got to kill no animals to eat. We just go to the drive-thru, and, and like we don't have to worry. For the most part, you know, no, that, besides if you're homeless. But like a no, lot, no, of, these, true, a lot of these like, kids, they don't need to worry about where the next meal or shelter no. or, or anything. No. My kid, we, we were going for a walk the other day, she's nine, and she's like, Daddy, what would you do 
if you didn't have any money right now, like we're out here, we have no money, we have nowhere to go, <laughs> no food, no cell phone. I was like, well, first, let me think about shelter. I, right. I need to make sure you're not yeah. cold or hot or exposed to the elements tonight. I need to find our meal. And then I said, what if I told you I have to rob and steal? Yeah. She said, well, I'll help you. <laughs> I'll help you, Daddy. I yeah. was like, okay. I said, Let's okay, go. cool. Because, <laughs> because be cool. the right. way I look at it is like, learn how to drive. Where, Let's go. Uh, where are your parents from? Mexico. Okay. So you and I are first, first generation, first generation Mexican American. Yep. But not only that, some of these kids are first generation tech generate, like yeah. tech culture. Oh yeah. So we same have same thing. Like I have a ten year old. You know what I mean? So ten year old and seventeen year old. Yeah. So like so. so so like you and I, we have um. We have both our, especially you, because you're like on the border, damn near. You're very close, you know. You know, you're southern, southern California. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm two hours from. Yeah, I mean, we're a, we're probably like seven, eight hours from the border, but yeah. drive. But still, my our our roots, like we have our Mexican culture, oh, yeah. we have our American culture. Well, some of these kids, they're gonna be born immersed into modern tech. There's a tech revolution happening. Oh, yeah. And they're born into this tech culture. And they're not going to appreciate the past. They're not going to appreciate vinyl no. or, or no, just no. culture. I mean, like, respect your elders. Dude, it was thing I'm ashamed that it was Thanksgiving at my family's house, and everybody was cutting my parents. And, and I just what? had to, yeah, yeah, like, they, didn't, they just take the back seat, the back row, and, and these kids are like, oh, give a fuck, give me my play, bitch. You know what I'm saying? What? Like, <laughs> you know, because. Yeah. It's probably more of like what. It, I don't really. I'm not. I don't think it's like that across the board. I don't think, it, and I don't even think they really realize it, just because. If people are just hungry and like you know, it's I laid back in my family. Right. They haven't really had to follow any traditional stuff anyway at your house. I mean, none of your nephews speak Spanish. None of your nieces. Yeah, a lot of the culture is yeah, getting lost. No, it's there's no doubt about it. But at least like respect your elders. Right. Like, that doesn't even have to be a Mexico thing. No, that's an earth thing. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> like, I preach to the youngsters all the time, like, look, man, back in the day, shit was a certain way, and everything's changing. Like, people kind of respected the earth back in the day. People kind of, you know, and now it's just it's our, like, it's gimme, gimme, fast, yeah, fast. absolutely. There's zero delay of gratification. It's just like, consume it, and throw it away. Throw it away and buy something else to yep. keep keep that happiness. No coming. doubt, no doubt about it. That's why, like, I mentor a lot for the high school. I mentored for years, like like seven years for Palm Springs High and things like that. And you know, they always give me like a whole group of like seniors and stuff like that. And you know, the same thing that I'm always trying to teach them is like, find your passion and everything will like follow after that. Same thing mm -hmm. I teach my kids. It's about following your passion because then you'll never have like a void to fill. You know what I'm saying? You're 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 always filling your 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 own cup and your spiritual cup and this, that, and the other. You're always you're expressing not, yourself. You're not filling a, a negative void. You know what I mean? Like when you find your passion, you're constantly fueled by that. You we know we were just we were just talking about that. How um, what's the little girl's name? Kylie. Kylie, Kylie yeah. Jenner. She's if you consider fame in this country to be currency. Yeah. Not only is she wealthy in terms of finances, but she's wealthy in terms of fame. So oh, yeah. she's basically an American princess. Oh, for huge. all for all, all these girls. For for uh, all intents and purposes, oh, yeah. she's she's a, a American princess. She she has very little boundaries in terms of like limitations of what she can buy. Right. So oh, yeah, just it's you do so, whatever the fuck you so want. So I don't blame her for being impulsive and pulling over and buying a pink Bentley or whatever. Just because. But, but the thing because is it's this. Wednesday. But the thing is this: as her little brain matures and she grows up. How old is she now? She's probably what twenty, maybe twenty one, nineteen, twenty one. Right. 
So at some point, she's going to mature to a point to where anything that's lacking, she's going to know, I can't buy that. So I don't care how much money you got. At some point, you're going to have to be happy with yourself, yep. regardless of people rooting for you, if people, uh, paparazzi wants your picture. And see, that's why, like, did you see, I don't know if anybody's seen that, you guys, like, check out that Jim Carrey special right now on Netflix. It Which, is what trippy. is it called? Jim and Andy? Or Jim and Andy. It is trippy. I don't know it, what it's about. Man, I was like, I got up early one day, and I couldn't go back to sleep, whatever. I just, I flipped it on. I could not shut it off. And Jim Carrey always has this thing. He was like, you know, if you ever want to know, like, he's like, have everything and you'll realize you know that that's not the answer you know mm-hmm. he's like i had everything that i ever wanted and realized that that's not what i that's not what i want like he know? paints a lot now right bro he's he's way out but in a way that i can get like i get it uh-huh. like so that jim and andy so the andy kaufman he, basically there's a documentary about when he did the andy kaufman movie uh-huh. and how he went <laughs> remember tropic thunder uh-huh. He's like, you never go full retard in Tropic Thunder. Oh. He went all that way. Remember, uh-huh. You remember Tropic Thunder? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, I, know, yeah. I know that scene. Like, yeah, hey, you went full, full retard. retard. Well, he went full retard. He, so he basically embodied Andy Kaufman? So he, he, he got lost he in it? Completely lost to the point where he still believes, and even other people believe, that he was being um, possessed by the spirit of Andy Kaufman. Like, he was saying that. He goes, and when you watch it, he goes, dude, I wasn't there. Andy Kaufman was there. And, and I mean, he was I don't even he was like there's method acting and then there's this I truly believe bro that some people need hallucinogen or some type of assistance to get there or meditation or yoga yeah. or a way to get in this like you know altered state and I'm a, and I'm break it down like this <clears throat> not everybody gets to explore that space that Jim entered or oh, yeah. or a buddy that played uh the Joker, what's his name? Yeah, yeah, Heath Ledger. Okay, so when you go full-fledged Heath Ledger into this motherfucker, I mean, right. I, heard, I heard an interview, Nipsey Hussle said, when you start looking inward to dissect, like, you're, like as you're writing and, and really mining for gems within yourself, right. Right. he's like, it can become a, an interesting space where it, it might get dark. But what I'm trying to say is this. When, you, when you're fully vulnerable in your art, like, yep. when you go all out, like you were saying, method, yeah. when you go hardcore Jim Carrey as Andy Kaufman, yep. you could reach a certain, like, mental, like, um, focus, nirvana, yeah. like a high oh, to where he, he, he became, like, a recept, like, an, an antenna. Oh, yeah. That's an right. antenna. And he says it. And the whole thing is about that. It's wow. so trippy. You got to watch it. It's a crazy, trippy show. You can, like, trippy. lose yourself a little bit. Like, you know, oh, he shit. didn't lose himself. He was gone. Wow. He was like, and I and I only say it because I know, like, growing up, like, like in in like, you ever been like in like, uh, you ever be high? You ever be you ever be <laughs> in a seance and motherfuckers yeah, be yeah. all speed? I mean, they all yeah. of a sudden they get possessed and all of a sudden they're like, and then they come out they're like, oh, where was I? What happened? She 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 grew up in a Pentecostal church and she yeah, saw a so lot like, of people possessed. Right. So you know, same <laughs> shit. So it's like possession. Well, I think that's why I'm a scaredy cat. It's partially because like, of that. Because I literally saw that. So I just, I literally saw the voice, you know, like the exorcist. Yeah. Like, okay, so the exorcist is a movie. I'm not saying that it's not possible to like roll your neck all the way around. But you saw something like that? And then walk down, you know, the stairs like in a spider position or whatever. But definitely the voice, definitely like no the craziness and the spitting of the mouth. And No way. I swear, I'm not kidding. Like my grandma still has the VHS of it of like this retreat and I never forget that my aunt had company. 
And as they were coming in, my grandmother was playing it for somebody. The VHS. The VHS for someone who didn't make it to the retreat the Sunday, the previous Sunday. So I was over there, and so she was showing it. And so I was just watching it because I had already seen, you know, I was there. So it didn't make a big, it wasn't a big deal. My aunt's like, can you please turn that off? They're going to think we're crazy, you know? Because someone was possessed. Right. But growing up, That's my par- it was normal. And also, my parents would say, oh, we'll be." my grandma would come babysit. We'll be right, right. We're going to go p- pray for someone who's possessed. And so now that I, t- I was telling uh, Chingo, now that I think about it, I bet my friends thought I was, like, weird. Because they would say, yeah. where are your parents going? And I'd say, oh, they're going to go pray for someone who's possessed. Right. They never said anything. I think because I said it so much, they were probably, like, used to hearing it out of my mouth. Right. But... If, I, if, if my friend right now said my parents are going to go pray for someone who's possessed, I'd right. be like, what? what the fuck is wrong with yeah, that family? No. Like, I don't even want to go play inside that girl's house. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't. And so, but I grew up with, yeah. like, it was totally normal. It was like yeah. second nature to, to me. It was like not a big we deal. We live in a mysterious universe, man. I can't, we, we don't have any answers We're to living shit. in a simulation, brother. You know what I'm saying? And if you think you got the answers, ask yourself again. Right now, we're all being played by some like futuristic alien kid on his iPad. Yeah, you're like, what? <laughs> and They're, They get to experience, it's like virtual reality. Yeah, no, for sure. The Matrix. It is. It's some sort of Matrix. It's, it's like all a mystery. It's like so... That's why, that's why for me, I've always been like, look, I'm just going with this motherfucker. I'm trying to do the best thing I can do. I'm trying to live my passion. I'm trying to spread that to like I'm say just trying to, to my please children. these aliens. With you know what I mean? Movies. Like we're just trying to do that. I'm not. You know what I mean? It's like the moment I think I got it figured out is the moment life hits you upside the head and go, no, you don't. Yeah. And then you know, I mean, like here's next. You think you got? I mean, it's just. I think that's my life. It's always been that way. The moment you think it's like, oh no, this is what's going on now. This is what's going on now. So I've always tried to make sure I follow so that norm. So we went from what's the difference between Calimex? And text mags to, to this to fucking to life. We're living in mother- a simulation, right, brother. Exactly. And Kylie Jenner is a princess because we went from queso, <laughs> from queso to the Jim Carries. Yeah, exactly. But I, okay, let me try to answer this text mags. Do, do you have an? A, I don't an look. Idea you know what I think? I go. All right, is it different text mags because they use a lot of fucking queso and green chilies? I don't know. Or is no, that no, like no. A, green chilies is that's Albuquerque. A South, that's a right. That's an Albuquerque, Albuquerque thing. Albuquerque, okay, Because like, yeah. Uh, I, okay. Because owning a Mexican restaurant, we, we're doing like North Mexico shit. You know what I mean? I think the reason it's the mix between a Tex, Texas it's in and Mexico, Texas. I think it's because we have Texas and Mexico, right. right? And so I think what they do is they take some of Texas flavors, Mexico like flavors. barbecue tacos or some and shit? infuse. No, 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 no. no, no, yeah. no. I'm going to give you the answer. <laughs> I'm going to give you the answer. Go. Because okay, I go. can hey, So I can take it back to right, California. Ready? It's, it's viewed in the culinary world. It's oftentimes misconstrued as a bastardized version of Mexican food because it was born on American soil from foreign influence. So if you look it's at not vice versa. So if you look at Cajun, like Cajun right. music, uh, yeah, food, food yeah. where it's like yeah, it's not from fucking. It's right. a subgenre. Yeah, exactly. So if if food, but I still don't know what I still don't have an example of it. Like, okay, this if is there's this, one. Here's is there one things, plate? Here's some things that are typical. Uh, uh, again, I didn't really grow up Tex-Mex. I yeah. grew up in a more Mexican-type household, and a lot of restaurants around here are actually more Mexican, Mexican than yeah. anything. But if you think about Tex-Mex, it, it was created by Tejanos, right. people who were... American. Before, yeah, yeah, they just happened to be kind of like indigenously, kind right. of native Mexican-ish. Like, what the fuck is a kolache? It was... Okay, kolache, let me tell you why. Let me I know t- that, but what I'm saying, I was like, what? Some of you were saying, I'm like, what is that? This is... And and I, see, like I always, 
food is always a huge. I mean, it's culture, food, food and culture. I mean, that's that's. I mean, that is part of whatever. I mean, I got my degree is. It is culture. Yeah, it is. It is Language. Culture. Uh -huh. I mean, like I. I went to school, like my degree is in anthropology, okay. cultural anthropology. You so know I just, the definition. So it's one of those things, like, no, but I'm saying, like, I'm always, like, every time I go somewhere, like I was telling you guys yesterday, I'm like, That's I always want to go, down. show me where your food is, like, take me to your shit, you know, your best thing that you're so proud of. And then you, it's always a great thing, language, food, music, all, it's, it's part of who they are as a people, you know? Okay. So, so, so that's why I've always been like, so what's the defining So Tex-Mex, honestly... It's it's more of like um, San Antonio to me. Like they do puffy tacos in San Antonio. It's a puffy taco. It's like a deep that fried. Sounds amazing. It's like a super greasy deep fried um, like tortillas, like puffy because it's like fried and right, shit. Like the dough, fried. how they do it, almost like a rolled up buñuelo a little bit. Okay. And it's very fatty and like a yeah. lot of masa. It's almost. Have you ever had native uh, fried, yeah, I was about fried to say. bread? Yeah, I was about to very say. Very similar to fried that's, bread. That's hella good. Yeah. So the people who are credited with creating the, the Tex-Mex uh, combo plate is, right. uh, is El, Phoenix, El Felix in Dallas, I think is credited. I have like a fucking Tex-Mex book over no here. No shit. Okay. Yeah, real shit. Because I know, I know <laughs> like, um, like some cats that are really into food, a lot of food right. people. So um, anyway, uh, I, I got to connect you with some, some. Do you know Gustavo Arellano? He's a uh, writer from, man, dude, we're like all in the same kind of little space or yeah. whatever. But... Tex-Mex is a tricky thing. If anything, look, we should take him to like Taconazo. I can give you a list. Yeah. I can just shout out these places right now. Because uh, it's like, like, I'm going back to Cali, and then, but I'm still trying to fill up on barbecue. Because we don't, Cali has no real barbecue. Yeah, though. no, no, no. That's, like, they don't have any of that. So it's like, it's like, I go back there, and you go to a barbecue spot, you're like, eh, it's all right. But yeah, you don't go back, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, uh, for like where I was at, it's like Armenia or whatever, or like having fish and chips in London, or like, like those are fucking amazing. And then you go back, you're like, okay, I could see where it came from. You know, it's the same thing. It's like Texas. You know? So he, honestly, though, Houston is like, it, it's kind of making its name in the culinary world. So you have a lot of chefs that right. are like posted up and oh, man, either they, from here or, great or came here. here. So like, like, um, you have a lot of influences. So they call it Texas foodways. Oh, so cool. meaning the culture. Uh, it intermixes. You get right. a little bit of Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you get a lot of like Vietnamese. Um, I noticed that. There's Man, I can have Asian food every yeah, the, single day. Yeah, the Asian community's popping out here. Yeah, I noticed um, that. Neighborhoods, man, like little pockets, like yeah. the Heights. The Heights has a lot going on. They have oh, a good. Definitely Lee's. Go to Lee's though. Oh, Lee's. Uh, it's a donut fried chicken place. So they make what? sandwiches. Oh, you're gonna go. They make like um, the bun will be a glazed sandwich. Glazed double donut sandwich. The oh man, my donuts. I thought Shipley's was a donut. Listen, joint. it is the donut joint, but this is also the the sandwich. Right. It's like a donut, like the shit that you see at fairs. It's like a culinary spot where they do some fusion, but they'll right. they'll throw some tenders in that motherfucker. Right. Or they'll have like they basically like Roscoe's. Have, yeah, they make chicken and waffles. They make like hot fried chicken, like spicy. Ooh, that sounds um, good. It's a um, it's a lot of spots out here, man. Yeah, the food scene. Spots to go try for sure. Even even to be honest with you, even this place across the street from our office, the green seed place, is vegetarian. It's right here where I got these juices from. Wait, what? They're, Over here? Yeah, it's literally across the street from the office. It's yeah. like delicious too. And I mean yeah. it's vegetarian and you wouldn't think the guy. Everybody vegetarian? knows what the office is now. Are you guys so. vegetarian now? No. Huh? No. Do we what? 
I said everybody knows where the office is now. I'm just gonna pinpoint shit. I'm actually tr- you're gonna get TP. You're gonna get TP. I'm actually trying. I would be. I would be vegetarian, but I need protein. Man, I that's can't. the only thing. I'm not like. Especially living in Texas, how you gonna pass those barbecue? I, I, I like if vegetables had more protein in them. Right. Then I'd probably be like, well, if fuck it. If vegetables cool. were wrapped in bacon, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> like if I could eat sweet potato and it have like hella protein in it. Right. But unfortunately, there's only a little bit. You know. No, I get it. So I, I have it. to. <laughs> You know, because I'd be feeling bad for them little chickens, man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> They're so good. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. I don't, know if they, I don't know if they feel bad for the shit they eat. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Like, uh, Do you know what I mean? They, if they eat, uh, I heard, I heard, they, I, I, I heard I, chickens can eat, like, if you throw a little, um, like, those little pink mice you feed uh, yeah. snakes. Yeah. Like, they'll fuck yeah, it up. Totally. They don't give a fuck. No. Like little falcons, little hawks. Yes, sir. I've seen roadrunners snatch up little birds all day. Wow. Back in back in my hood. Cannibal. Back in the hood of Palm Springs. <laughs> so so uh, as we as we wrap up, yeah. I, I want to end on food note still. Food note. Okay. So since you've been here, you've had Killins Barbecue. Killins, Nymphas. Nymphas. Um I I, I they went I know Nymphas. She died she a died. long time ago. She, a long time ago, it was great. Yeah. And you went, I think you, she took you uh, to the original yeah. one, which is the one on yeah. navigation. Yeah. So the tortillas are still legit. There, they were but legit. But it's not like. The sp- I think, honestly, what happened is. It was just like close by. I think she died. It, it's historic. It's very right. historic. But Miss right. Mama Nympha died. Her husband had died. I don't know if her kids took over or right. if they like sold off a piece. Tell but me now, about what a burger. Whataburger started in Corpus Christi. Give me a Whataburger versus In-N-Out. Um, because do you ever see those memes? The L.A. Yeah, it was all like the time. Dodgers versus Astros. Like, what's the World Series? Hit? It was like it's like In-N-Out I'm, versus Whataburger. I, I, I'm I'm biased, and I'm gonna tell you how I'm biased because the average because like, In-N-Out's better. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm about to get thrown out the window, no, guys. I'm about to tell you. I'm, I'm, I'm with biased. You. I would never. I'm biased in the sense that like. I appreciate LA culture. I I I like it's, it's, I it's like shallow. In and Out. Well, there's parts of LA that I do not fuck with. Tell me like traffic, oh, yeah. pollution, uh, and just fake Hollywood stuff? shit. It, the whole all, thing is all that fake Hollywood shit, man. I don't like thirsty. It's a lot of thirsty people that that oh, get screwed yeah. over, and then they wonder why. It's like because you're fucking thirsty. Oh yeah. You cannot be out there thirsty. Well, that's the whole town. The whole, a lot of motherfuckers are over there lying, like dropping names and just trying to make shit like <laughs> seem. You know what I'm saying? Are you kidding me all day long? I that's, mean, I, I drop. That's names why for me, it's like that's why I never move there. That's why, like, I keep. I only, I only, I only, I live. Palm Springs is home. That's yeah. home, home. You know, that's where, that's where I was born and raised. Families there. Everybody's there. You know what I'm saying? Your and influence, your inspiration. Everything. My roots yeah. are there. So and I, I live there, and I, and I, but I live half the time in L.A. You know what I mean? But I would never move there. I'll tell you that. I, I lived there, man, for 11 months. Around I remember. A, around the time we shot uh, Night Crew. Yeah. So Night Crew was my last project. And I think, I want to say I had my car loaded up already because yeah. my buddy Frank was I there. I remember. And uh, Frank was going to help me drive back. So uh, I had my car loaded up. And that was like my last, you know, project. And then, boom, hit the road. Like, I did what I had to do. Yeah. I, I took, I worked with an acting coach. I took improvisational comedy. Yeah. Um, I, re- I, kept, I remember yeah, you I, were working. I kept my clothing line thing popping. You were I was working. still yeah. recording music. I was networking. I wasn't super efficient in, in the sense of, well, do you have an agent? Are you going to hell auditions? And do you have, like, this right. L- L.A. manager? No. But... I got there right when a film I was in hit theaters. Philly Brown was great. It hit theaters. Look at I, Gina now. Oh, yeah, yeah. G- Gina Bigger came than up. ever. Yeah, Gina came up. Now, I tell my story all the time. Like, 
she was starting. Like, she'd be yeah. at the house parties. You oh, know yeah. What I'm saying, like, dude, I met her in New York when I did the Felipe movie. We went to, we were both, we were all in this HBO's, uh, HBO Latino Film Festival there. And Gina had this, like, dance movie called, oh, called uh, uh, it's not Step It Up, but she, it's like, it was like, it's something like that. Step in or like fucking dance yeah. or move your feet. Uh -huh, fucking know, uh -huh. Whatever. They all she was in that. I remember She was that. in that. And she was fucking phenomenal. And, that movie, and she was just like a supporting. She was a supporting role, but killed it. Mm -hmm. And I remember she was the talk of the festival. And she, they were like, man, this girl's going to blow up. I was like, wow, that's cool. You know, Was I mean? she based out of New York at the time? Yeah. That's right before she moved to L.A. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. she did Philly Brown. She was also like a, a, a extra in. Um, there was a movie about like. Oh no, my Mexican daughter is gonna marry the, the black guy. And then the two families, like Cedric the Entertainer. Oh, yeah. I forget who the Mexican she dad was. She had like a two second thing where like she had a dance. Uh, she was like the friend. I think, uh, what's the comedian? I opened up for her. Jo um, she does the. Angela Johnson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Angela Johnson was the character, Gina was the friend. Oh, so she okay. had a little cameo where they had to like turn up at a wedding or something. Right, like right, that. okay. And then sure enough, she was still kind of new and unproven in Philly. Even though she got the lead, no, yeah, they saw it. it. Like, okay. Yeah, she's big. And then boom, when we that went out. It. Philly did it. We went to Sundance, yeah. and she was like, they called her basically, she's basically like, I didn't know how Sundance worked, yeah. but she was like the talk of the town, yeah. and she was like the homecoming queen yeah. to where she had interviewed, like publicity stuff lined up. Because oh, yeah, the, yeah. the film was one of like the top three that year. It's besides, a good movie. Besides, um, Ice T dropped one, and then Common was in love. Right. Those were like the main three that they kept talking about. Yeah. So she had like a little publicity team, and yeah, my buddy's her, her agent. He, he's he got like where's she at? Where's APA. Okay. No UTA. It's Carlos Carreras. Is her, is her, is her agent. Cool. And they've been like inseparable, man. But uh, I'm happy for. I mean, I you know I fucking cheer everybody on who blows up like that and just fucking hustles hard. Because I know, like, like true stories like that, they they were hustling. You know I mean, they were. And that's and really what I what I take away from just observing her ascendance. Yeah. What I take away from it is like when you get on set, you have to be prepared and just as an instrument, like oh, yeah. fine tuned, like all your homework, all your training, so that you know. How to give that fresh performance? Yep. Your shit ain't canned. It no, don't no, seem no. scripted. She, no, no. Like you really make Took it serious. Like everyone that's holding a light or or hope behind a camera, they need to have felt the energy. Yep. So that when the motherfucker yells "cut," you know we're making a goddamn movie. Yep. And then you, you then you do it all over again every day. I mean that's the thing. You got to you got to come you got to come to win, man. That's the, that's been that's been everything, and that's why. That's why, you know, when we did Night Crew, man, I noticed that you were super serious. You came to win. I mean, you came to fuck. You yeah. came to do it. I was and out of my everybody. element. I was out of yeah, my element. Yeah, but everybody. But nobody thought that. Not one person ever said that. Not one person ever was like, oh, yeah, he's brand new. Nobody said that. Oh, okay. You did a great job. Everybody was, like, in it. Everybody was killing it. You know what I mean? So, and that's how it should be with fucking any job, whether you're working at fucking Whataburger, doing fries, or you're doing whatever. You fucking, you go and you kill it. Have you had Whataburger? No. <laughs> Yeah. That's gonna happen. Usually, uh, I can't wait to hear if you have it. I can't wait to hear your response. It's not, it's, it's water burger, right? They usually people say right. water burger, yeah. but it's what a burger technically. But what um, like a burger? Like Marisol, I'll just let her give you her. Go opinion. go. <laughs> it could be perhaps that they hyped up the burger too much for me. So for me, it was like 
wait till you go to have in, in and, and out, out, in and out. And I was like, damn, I can't wait to go. I can't wait to go. And then when I tried, I was like, your bun's not even buttery. It's like mm. fucking dry. And it was like, mm. what is your mayo on here? It's like not it's, even mayo. It's like special sauce. Wait, no, 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 no. You need to go try a Whataburger because uh, right. that's not a burger has to, to me. Seriously, I can make a burger like that at home. No offense right. to, I, I love California. No, I love it. But I love that I shit. I'm like, I am awesome. not an in and out fan. Like, I don't care to go. I just don't. You're Fuck fried. in and out the fries says maybe are Houston. Good? No, they're know. not. Here's the, even, I hate the fries in and out fries. In and out fries suck. I hate them. Yeah, they, they, hate I'm them. just not a fan, but you know. No, but I like it. You've got to try it, and then you'll like see it. like, holy shit, okay, man. See, that's but what? this is life. You got to try everything. And go, this is awesome. This sucks. Yeah. And this, this is not for me. Maybe it's for you. Everyone listening, if you're from Texas and you rep that Whataburger life, go to <laughs> at Seskri at S E S K R I. <laughs> on Instagram, leave him a Whataburger comment. Leave him a burger emoji. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Um, uh, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time because it, it's a nice, beautiful, 100-degree weather. 100-degree yeah, degree Christmas. Well, so, um, yeah, man, let's... Hey, uh, we're going to be doing some shit yeah, very you know, soon. And, and even just being your tour guide out here, I can give yeah, you some spots. Yeah, I love it. We got to actually... What do we... We got to do some little Home Depot-type shit today. It, it, you know, you if you have time. Man. If you got time. Home but yeah, Depot, but yeah, Bed I mean, Bath & Beyond... Yeah, you know what I mean. You if know, you got the, time, the grown man life. You, you know, know what I mean. <laughs> you know, take it easy. You know, keep my baby happy. Yeah, you know, go get this little shower caddy. You know what I mean. You know, you gotta put do your it. Shampoo right there. Right. You got put curtains. your little curtains up. You know what I mean. That's you gotta get the, the fucking bath doing. bath rugs. Uh, uh, you gotta coordinate. Uh, <laughs> why is my mind still always going back? Okay, this is food. This is why I'm biased. Like, <laughs> she, she gave you the typical Texan answer of, like, I don't get this in and out shit. Right. But me, like, I'm open-minded, and I appreciate they're different, but I, I used to love it. When I lived in L.A. You were in and out all day. I mean, not all the time. It, it was a treat. You know, I tried right. not to overdo it. But, um, right, you're on cheat day. I, I can appreciate how, like, y'all's produce, like, I taste, like, how fresh, um, not that Whataburger got ragged. They don't have raggedy produce. <laughs> But 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 like they're like the onions and like the lettuce and tomato are like crisp and a motherfucker and the beef is that's fresh uh, the in and out you could tell it's never frozen. Um, but Whataburger has like that little salty, you know it's it's just it it's a little bit greasier I think. Mm. And any LA person that I've had like the taste test was like here man so you can know what it's like. Right. So um, you know. they usually they're very unimpressed with Whataburger. It's very like eh, tastes like a regular backyard. At the house. Right. I mean, I, I mean, California's got, for example, better burritos they, than we do. They got great quinoa. <laughs> the cow is to the <laughs> There is absolutely, I've not eaten a burrito here like the San Diego burritos. Like, oh, oh yeah. the California burrito from oh. San Diego? No. What the fuck? I'm sorry. You know like, why? Because they throw fries sorry. in it. Oh, my God. Yeah, bananas. Houston, Texas, but we don't have shit like that. So, yeah. I mean, well, I recognize burrito. when something no, is got, better. Hey. I mean, I'm proud, a hella proud. Texan, I'll tell you that. Like, I don't, I don't think I've ever come across a Texan that's not a hell of proud. Yeah, Texan. I mean, I'm super duper. <laughs> like, I mean, we have, which we is have, awesome. You, you gotta rep your house, fucking but set. At our house, we have. You a, gotta rep your shit. A, a, like, we have a 
uh, what does it Texas say? Everything. Texas, like Texas, born, right. born and raised. You know what I'm Welcome saying? And you, guys, and you guys travel. You know what I'm saying? You could still be proud of where you're from and still be a citizen of the world. And yeah. that's what people we're, don't realize. We're citizens of Texas. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I like how your text this morning was y'all. Like, I know. Did you see my quotes? Yeah. I'm like, where are y'all going to go? So the comedians make, give me hella a hard time because I use hella. that word so much. What about hella? You know? Northern yeah, Canada. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Northern but, Cali. Uh, they give me a hard time when they first met me. We're like, the fuck? Well, because she has a little bit of a twang. She says something like Wednesday, like Wednesday. sugar. And let me tell you the reason behind that, though, okay? Is because, because you're from Texas. Well, no, because so is he. But for me, is I didn't speak Spanish, I mean English, when I started school. So my accents of English were heard from my teachers. Ah, so I was never were. in ESL classes. So obviously, whatever accent that teacher had right. is what I learned. Right. So my teacher said Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday. So I Wendy. don't do I don't do it for Monday or Tuesday, but I do Wednesday, Wednesday Thursday, and I do pecan. I don't do pecan because I feel like I'm from. You don't do I'm pecan. British, huh? Pecan, yeah. It's I say pecan. pecan you oh, know? you say pecan. Wait. <laughs> well, I've had this argument the other day. But I know. A lot of Texans say pecan. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's whoever but, her but, teacher was. Or but where. Texas is its own fucking country, so it's yeah. like you're going to have people Culturally, from culturally, yeah. everything. It's like, I remember when I went to high school in New Jersey, we went to McDonald's, and um, I, I was thinking, like, oh, my God, I'm homesick. I'm in culture shock. I just want one of these Texas homestyle burgers, and I'm going to remember what it's like McDonald's right. back home. And they're like, well, we don't have that. And I'm like... Yeah, but the McDonald's back home has it, and they're like, that must be a special menu. Right. And sure enough, we always you know what? like It's like Chevrolet. Hawaii. Hawaii has their own shit McDonald's, too. They have, like, the fucking Pineapple. Kahlua pork burgers. You know what I mean? Like, they'll make sure. You had to make rib. Oh, yeah, we went to Paris. It's not the quarter pound with we cheese. To, it, it's the Royale with cheese. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I thought she was fucking with me, and she's like, she's looking at the menu. You're like, like yes, I I've seen I'm, Pulp Fiction. She didn't know that scene. She didn't. She no didn't, way. She, she didn't get the reference. But oh, wow. So to me, it was a blatant joke. It was a blaring. You're like, ha ha, babe. I was like, are You're you so funny, babe. I was like, the metric system. She's like, what? I was like, they don't know what the fuck a quarter pound is. She's <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I want a quarter pounder. It was like two in the morning. We had just got off the train. You got Royale with cheese. I had my nine-year-old. And they didn't have ketchup. They had mayonnaise. No, yeah, kidding. mayo like crazy. For no, they do have mayonnaise like crazy. But, you know, I was that parent that's like, yeah. hey, my nine-year-old is with us. And we just, yeah. she, was a so, she was a trooper. You know Although, what's funny? Uh -huh. like my my kid went to the trip, like the overseas trip too. She had a great time. Like they, she, like that trip, like traveling, man. Traveling's everything. Yeah, it's a great gift. No, nothing, experience. nothing. You know, that's why I tell all my peoples, man. It's like, yo, travel, and, and travel to different fucking places. You don't gotta go to Cancun every fucking year. Like, yeah, I don't go like to fucking go to fucking Paris. Go to Cancun. But what I'm saying is that, the like... The touristy areas. But it's also, like, expand your horizons. You could still be proud of where you're from, be fucking repping who you are, and still be, a, like, the, the world is huge. Enjoy the world. Like, my mom has traveled there so many times. My, my parents did, too. All over the world, and that was the one... It was funny. My mom would not let me spend the night at any of my friends' house, but if my friend said... Do you want to go with us out of town? Right, yes. And I told my mom, so-and-so invited me out of town. Sure, how much money do you need? Right. Because it was the experience yeah. I was getting. But if I asked, I always was confused. I'd be like, why can't I spend the night at her house, right. but you'll let me go out of town with her? It was like And let weird. you chill with, you know, 
Yeah. Possessed so ghosts and shit. It was, it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but funny thing about you saying you were an anthropologist major, my yeah. mom always said if she died and came back, that yeah, anthropology. would be her. That's yeah. her. I'm always up. fascinated by, like, same thing, like, cultures and, like, music. Today we saw oh, yeah. this um, documentary about the music scene in Nigeria. Ooh, how, shit. How it's, like, trippy. it's global. It's, like... Drake, I need a one dance. Yeah. He used a Nigerian producer and a Nigerian co-writer and everything. No way. Yeah, so it's basically that sound. It's world music, right. but it sounds like Caribbean kind right. of. The trippy thing about it kind is, that, is that, yes, exactly. So yeah. that music is getting exported, like mined. That talent is getting mined out. And then you go, and the, the cameras are there, but you don't see it trickling back like right. in terms of like royalties or how. Right. So, so there's this one kid who has like um, he's like the main star or whatever, but he's traveling the world. He has management in London and and in the yeah, states blown up. and in Nigeria, and um, so it's crazy when you when you look at like some of these scenarios where it's like, hey, if he needs to get paid, they need to transfer it to a Nigerian bank to like right. a Nigerian currency, and right. it's just like it's like a growing pain where it's yeah. like, damn, y'all shit is popping, but your country's in fucked. There's some there's like the infrastructure's fucked. Man. It's crazy. Anyway, yeah. so you're welcome. Uh, yeah, man. Enjoy Houston. And I am. I am. We're we, gonna talk more off the record. We gotta be back. We gotta be back. We gotta be back to do something. We're gonna talk more off the record. But uh, Christian Sesma is in the house, and he's gonna explore Houston. And tag it's me. like he's a tourist. Tag me in some yeah. hashtag me in some Whataburger shit and your favorite spots. So right now it's like he's the tourist. He's traveling. So yeah, we're gonna I like it. We're gonna make sure he sees all the nooks and crannies and everything. Yeah. So, Congrats, Thanks man. for having me on, man. Thank you for the game and motherfucking we keep film it going. school. We keep it going. Peace.